Good morning, and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us on this Saturday morning as we get into the word of God and pray over the word of God and ask God to make his word come alive in our lives. We've been talking about, we're in a brief series here on the subject of stewardship and giving. Of course, this is towards the end of the year. We have Giving Tuesday coming up on Tuesday. Yesterday is Black Friday. Everybody shops. Monday is supposed to be Cyber Monday when people shop online. And then there's this Giving Tuesday, which is um, when people are encouraged to give to nonprofits year in givings. And many nonprofits count on their uh, year in giving to put them into the black by the end of the year, into the black, into, the, into having a, a year where they uh, profited. I'd like to share a little bit about my journey of stewardship. And the question I'd like to ask today is, is it better to be frugal or is it better to be generous? Which one's more godly? Which one's better stewardship? In my own life, when I was a young Christian and there was this extreme zeal to reach every single person and and, uh, to make every minute and every dollar count, what we often did was um, every penny counted, literally. And we would often think, you know, like every penny, every penny spent could be a gospel track that we'd hand out or something now. Now, this was tough for me because at the time I was working in an ice cream store. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, you had to buy the ice cream we ate. And I was always around this ice cream. It always tasted good. And I'd often think, boy, this ice cream cone could buy 25 tracks. It could lead to five souls being saved. And that type of zeal for the gospel and love for the Great Commission and wanting to reach people, that was a good thing. It maybe at times was a bit uh, um, excessive, but it was a good thing because indeed we do want to win every soul to Christ. Let me step back just one second though. Actually, I forgot to introduce this way. I'm often asked on campus how I make my money. And Students, they're curious about this. Tom, how do you make your money? Is it? And they say, is this your real job? Things like that. And I will say, I, I tell them that when I was a young man in my teens, that my father, my, you know, my dad said to me, Tom, if you do this ministry and you do it really well, I'll always make sure you have everything you need. need. And students look at me kind of strange. They say, you're a trust fund baby. Your, your dad still takes care of you. How old are you? You're still living off your dad's money. And they kind of look at me a little strange. And I let it sit there for a bit. And I said, you want, you want to know what my dad does? And after a while, someone will bite and they'll say, yeah, what's he do? And I said, well, my dad's independently wealthy. And their curiosity will be a little bit stronger. I say, you know, what my dad does is my dad manages the universe. They said, What? I said, yeah, my dad manages, like he manages all the gold and all the oil and all the silver and all the minerals. And my my dad manages the entire universe. He owns it all. And they'll look at me and and finally some say, oh, oh, I get it. He's saying his dad's God. Tom, how do you really make your money? And I get a good laugh out of that. And I said, that's how I really make my money. That God promises us and promised me and he promises you in Matthew 6, 33. That if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he'll provide everything we need. Sometimes not everything we want, but he will provide everything he, we need. Just like he provides for the, the wildlife, just like he clothes the flowers, God will take care of his people. And he does. And so now I want to go back onto my journey from that time 
I was, uh, at that time, as a single person, back when I worked in the ice cream store, I was living at home, didn't have very many expenses. And often, you know, I wasn't tithing. I was giving like 80, 90% of what I was making to, to missions, to our church, to, uh, to advancing the gospel. I was, you know, at the end of each paycheck, I just give away everything I didn't need. And I had very few expenses at that time. And uh, was quite generous in my giving. Well, as time went on, the next step I, I got was I got married. And maybe you've heard of, you know, we live in a culture where many families now have very few kids, many none, and a lot of people have two incomes. And Roz and I, we were kind of the opposite end of that. We had five kids and were a single income family our entire married life. And so how do you do that? How do you make it work, single income with five kids and, and wanting to, uh, you know, take care of them? How do you do that? It's not easy. And so what we had to do was we had to be very frugal. We had to make every dollar count, every penny count. We had to budget well. We had to live very carefully. We always have honored God with our tithe. That was the first thing we would do with all the money we'd ever receive. We'd give 10% right off the top, usually uh, to, to our church. I'm going to speak about tithing here in a day or two about where our tithe should go, but we would give to our church. And we just learned how to live on the rest. And some years we were in the negative. Some years we were in the positive. But, but somehow God provided. And I look back and sometimes I wonder, I'm not sure how. I'm not sure where our money came from at times. I'm not sure how we were able to do what we did. But he did provide as he always promised. As time went on, we went from being a single income, lots of kids, to becoming empty nesters. And now in our lives, now we're, you know, I'm still, I receive a salary for my work with TSCM. And our salaries, you know, it's the best it's ever been. And as your years, you know, you get an increase and so on. Our kids are all grown. They're out of the house. And suddenly we find ourselves in a whole different position. And that is suddenly, again, where we have, we're making more than we need to. It's not like every penny needs to count because this might be a negative month or a negative year if we're not very, very careful. And so what, what we're learning freshly is the importance of generosity. In, in, in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24, we read this. There is one who scatters and yet increases all the more. There is one who withholds what is justly due and yet it results only in want. The generous man will be prosperous, and he who waters will himself be watered. He withholds grain, the people will curse him, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. And so we, we, Roz and I are moving into this new season, a fresh season of generosity, where, where our desire and our goal is to be known for our generosity, known for being giving, now, this is a change. This can be a change. If you've had to live in the stages of your life where you had to be very, very frugal, very, very careful in how you spent, you had to watch because you didn't have any extra and you were really struggling to make ends meet, it's different. It's, uh, we can spiritualize that and we can say that's how God wants us to be. And Roz and I look back, look now, and we say that we've moved into the season of generosity and we're saying, we're, we're looking back at what used to be for us wise frugality because we had to live that way. 
we don't want it to become now just that we're stingy and we're holding on to things that we don't need to be holding on to, but we become generous. So it's a change of habit. It's a change of lifestyle. It's a change of how we look at money. In Luke chapter 16, Jesus said, make friends for yourself by means of the wealth or the mammon of unrighteousness. And this is what we should do. Luke 16, verse 9, we should be making friends for with friends with the money we have, making using that money to make eternal friends that Jesus said would welcome us into heaven because the money we had, we used to make eternal friends, i.e. to lead them to faith in Christ and into God's kingdom. All of which is to say this, you got to know what stage of life you're in. You've got to know what stage, whatever stage of life you're in, you should be generous. Whatever stage of life you're in, you should be careful with how you use the money God has given you. You don't want to be extravagant, luxurious, selfish in how you spend the money that God has entrusted to you. You want to use it to help build his kingdom. You want to use it uh, to, to for what's good. But you also need to be responsible with your payments, responsible with, with where you're at, responsible to take care of your family, responsible to meet your needs. We read in 1 Timothy chapter 5 that if you don't take care of your own family, you're worse than an unbeliever. So we have these priorities. Honor God with your money first. Honor God from the first of your wealth. We'll talk about this probably more tomorrow or Monday. Honor God, Proverbs 3, from the first of your wealth. Take care of your family, 1 Timothy chapter 5. Be careful with what you use because we're stewards of all that God has provided for us. We're not owners. It's not like we'll give God 10% and then we get to do the rest just however we want. We're stewards of everything. And then finally, be a generous person. Be a generous person. Know the stage of life you're in. There might be a time now where you've got to be more frugal and careful. There may come a day when you can be more generous and more giving. But if you're in that stage now of generosity, make sure that you make that transition. As I'm saying with Roz and I, learning to become more generous because we are able to do that in ways we weren't able when uh, years in the past to be extra generous like we want to be now. Here's the key. Honor God with your finances and God will provide. Our God, see, this is the thing I'm, I'm remembering now. There's no limit with our God. Remember, our God manages the universe. Our God owns all the silver, gold, oil. Our God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Our, there's no limit. All the silver, all the gold, it all belongs to God. And God can give to us, and he does bless us, and he does give to his children. And one of the keys that unlocks God's giving to us, we talked yesterday about being faithful with what you have. Today, a second key that unlocks God's giving into to us and allowing us to manage more is, are we generous people? If you're a generous person, there's a God, here's the promise. The generous man will be prosperous. The generous man will be prosperous. If you are a generous person, God will bring finances into your life. He'll bring richness into your life. He'll bring new relationships in your life. He'll bring joy into your life. You will be a filled person, a prosperous person. Literally, the margin says you'll be made fat. You take that one how you like. But God will be blessing you if you'll be a blessing to others. We don't want to be hoarders of God's blessing. Whatever God blesses you with, knowledge, wisdom, love, joy, contentment, 
finances, whatever God blesses you with, pass that on to others. Pass on that joy to others. Pass on that love to others. Pass on that wealth to others. Pass on what God, be a channel of God's blessing to others instead of hoarding it and damning, blocking it up, damming it up so that it doesn't flow out to others as well. Our God, we're made in his image. Our God, is God frugal or is God generous and abundant? Well, he's both. God's not wasteful. But on the other hand, God, look at the abundance in our world. Look at all the that God has created. Our God is a God of abundance in giving and, and generosity. And so realize your stage of life. Imitate God. If he's calling you, imitate him in making efficient use of all you have. Yes. Is he calling you to imitate him and being generous like our God is a generous, giving, gracious God? Yes to both those questions. Know your stage of life. Know where you're at. Know what you can do. But whatever you do, honor God with your money. Our money is not our own. We're stewards of it. He gives it to us. And this is one of the greatest, most tangible things you can ways you can honor God is by prayerfully, carefully managing and stewarding the money God has given you. Okay? Father, we thank you and bless you today that you are creator who were made in your image, that you are a generous, giving God. Thank you you're not stingy. Thank you, Lord, that you, you give us so much to enjoy and you give us an abundance in life, Lord. And we thank you. Thank you. Think of how you told Adam, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. And Lord, we thank you how you have filled this earth with your abundance. And we pray that we would be similar, filling the earth with your joy, with your love, with your blessing, with all that you've given us. We thank you for money that is merely a tool that you've entrusted to us. It's not, it's not the source of our happiness. It's not the source of our security. It's merely a tool in, the hands that, in our hands that you've given us. I pray, Father. You'd help us to be good stewards of every resource you've given us, financial abilities, our time, our relationships, our influence, everything you've given us, Father, we want to be a good steward of it and use it for your kingdom. We pray we would be making friends by means of the mammon of unrighteousness. We pray that the money you've entrusted to us could be used not only to meet the needs we have of our life and our family, but could also be used, Lord, in the advancement of your kingdom and of your ways on this earth. We pray, Father, that you'd help us to be wise in, in our giving, faithful in our giving. We pray we would know, Lord, there's so many places, so many uh, needs, so many ministries, so many wonderful opportunities. Help us to be wise in our giving. And help us, Lord, not only to give to ministries, but to think of that friend, that neighbor, that relative, that, that some of the money we have could bless them and could touch their heart and could be a tangible act of love that even opens their heart to receiving the love of God. Father, we pray that we'd be good stewards and we'd be generous stewards. We pray we'd be appropriately frugal, but not stingy. We pray we'd be generous, but not, not foolhardy in our use of our money. Help us to have this appropriate reflection of who you are in the way we live our lives. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Take this day now. Use it for your glory. It's going to be a great day, we believe, Lord. You're with us. 
walk with us, live in us, fill us today. Use us wherever we go for your glory, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. All right. Hey, I hope this has been helpful. I hope this is encouraging you. I can't give you solid answers. You've got to be a solid answer on this. This is something you need to pray and seek God on. But this balance in your life, make sure that you're, if you're a frugal person, good. Make sure you're not stingy. If you're a generous person, good. Make sure that you're wise in your giving. And, and if God leads you to give extravagantly, all the better. Amen. God bless you. I love you. You guys have a great day. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow and we'll pray for our churches. And I believe we'll talk about this idea of supporting our churches with our tithe. And is this biblical? Is this right? And so forth. And then by Tuesday, Giving Tuesday, I do want to talk about wise directing of our funds towards ministries. All right. You have a great day. I'm planning on it myself. Walk in the spirit. Be filled with the joy of the Lord. The world's, you got something the world can't give and the world can't take it away. So don't let them take it away. Walk in his joy today. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.